Blog Talk Radio. The Keys Network is proud to present Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness with your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. Freely, 
hold them hostage for knowledge and information that's not ours to sell. Now, yes, everyone is entitled to be compensated for their time that they invest in dealing with the soldiers of humanity and the service of our people. And in certain forums and formats, there is a built-in program for compensating the individuals who are doing those deeds. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about to the individuals or the segments of society, the people who cannot afford those uh, compensatory or obligatory honorariums, but still need that information. How do we deal with them? How do we find a way to provide them with the same service and the same information? Is not their life worth just as much as the people who are paying you to service them? Is not their existence on the planet worth the time and effort of going out of your way to enlighten them, to enrich them, to bring them out of the darkness of ignorance into the glorious light of understanding. And again, I'm asking these questions so they become rhetorical to you right now. However, an answer is required and some have already answered, and that's why they operate the way they do, because they have already answered that question. But as for me, and whoever is in my house, the ground rules are already set. So, With that being said, again, thanking the Most High, the Almighty, All-Wise, Omnipotent Creator for this time, and out of respect for Him and the time He has given, I wish not to waste it, but to make wise use of it, and to get as much information out to the people as I can in a short period of time. Now, what I normally do is I normally talk about a black history open for those that tune in and listen. I try and deal with 
individual's circumstances point to time that the average everyday individual does not typically deal with. That way, it becomes educational and not just rhetoric. This week, in dealing with history, in New York, as well as in other places, Juneteenth was celebrated. We had the passing of one of the pioneers of the struggle for Independence, equality, and human rights, Brother G2. There have been others, very affluent persons in society, that have passed in the past couple of weeks. There have been victims of natural disasters that have passed in these past couple of weeks. So, again, not minimizing suffering or loss of any family. We're not saying that one person is more important than the next. What we're doing is spotlighting individuals who have a history of working on behalf of their people. And so their passing is a little, uh, just a tad more bigger in the mouths of individuals because we know the struggle goes on and we are minus that one appeared to be so strong, so unwavering. But go for a certainty that if we create a pluck that went from amongst us as you pluck a rose from a rose garden. There's another one coming up behind it who has all of those qualities and benefits. And the idea and the job is to cultivate that so that we never miss a beat in the representation of our people, in the active, in the active participation of their liberation and the struggle for their freedoms.
So with this Black History Moment, I want everyone to focus on not a single individual. However, the individuals that made up an era or a time period in our history that has enough information in it to warrant its mastering equivalent with a graduate degree or a doctorate degree from any college or university. And right behind them, there are those supportive individuals or support mechanisms that really did not get the recognition or do not get the recognition that is deserving to them because they're behind the scenes and no one sees them. So we're talking about the support staffs of the great ones among us. Support staffs in the way of their personal family, support staff in the way of their biological family, support staff in the way of their matrimonial family, support staff in the way of their street families. Family has taken on such a wide uh, array of now in 2013. So, again, with that being said, history is best qualified to reward its research. The history of us as a people
truly a darker period in some people's thinking. The period before that were definitely um, dark periods because in spite of the cruelties of the transatlantic slave trade, which is not just a fairy tale in history, it's an actual occurrence that spooks off and has detrimental effects. Because now, in 2013, the psychological effects of what we've done are just now manifesting themselves. So now, what we must think about doing is every chance that we get, let us study our our history so that it's no longer a mystery and then we will be able to those that are coming up behind us of the importance of excellence, of the value of moral character, and of the persistence of never taking no as no. Think about your grandparents and how they live. Your great grand aunts and great aunts and great great aunts. Think about them and their struggles. Talk to them if you're blessed enough to still have them around and document some of that history that comes from them. Because unless it's written down in a book somewhere, it is definitely not going to be able to be passed over. Because you and I are not going to remember. Now, what I need to do at this point is you and I need to have a heart-to-heart conversation. And I have to give you some information. And that information is that officially, 
I've already spoken to the producers. Officially, as of this week, we will no longer call this show Disaster Awareness for community preparedness. We will call this show Save a Life. And the reason we're going to call it Save a Life is because that's what we are endeavoring to do. Our endeavor is to save a life. And so it will be Brother Rudolph Muhammad will save a life. And this is currently and most notoriably speaking in Brooklyn, New York. However, we are already in another country and talking to another country about expanding. And the amount of people who have come through us is so alarming. And the statistics are staggering. in proving that saving lives does change lives. Not just the individual, but all those connected to So, from here on out, the new name on this show, this segment, shall be Save a Life. Because every time that I speak to you, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about saving a life. Okay. So with save a life, now that means that we can open it up to speak about different things. And we're not relegated nor confined to just talking about natural disasters. Because I got some of your emails and text messages that disaster just scares the heck out of me. Just a word. It freezes, it paralyzes you so that you're almost defeated before the first punch was ever thrown. Well, we're still alive. We can talk about medical conditions that contribute to having to have your life saved. 
we could talk about lifestyles.
sociable is that those who are involved, engaged in dealing with the socialistic aspect of the rise of our family, the human family, take use, save a life as a springboard in order to achieve uh, communications, the spreading of information, and most of all, it can be utilized as a forum to teach and train To train what, brother Rudolph? To teach and train the human family of the planet exactly what they need to do, exactly what they could do, and exactly what they should do in order that. to outlast this current climate that we're in and to sustain themselves long enough to deal with the ramifications that come about because of disobedience, not to be, but disobedience to the creator of the universe and the disobedience of not being faithful to ourselves. So I know that's a whole lot. And that's um, something that it's going to take a minute for people to digest. But I just wanted you to know that that is our aim, our purpose, our goal. That is what we are striving for. To put you in a better place so that you can enjoy the time that you have. See her on this side because who knows what the other side is like. We're given vivid descriptions, but I don't know if anyone that's ever come back to tell me exclusively Specifically, what it was like. I am currently, you may hear a lot of rustling, bustling, moving around, 
you may even hear a radio squawking from time to time because I am currently at work on the volunteer ambulance. I know you thought that this was just something I talked about, you didn't realize that I actually do this. But yeah, I actually ride on the ambulance on a regular basis. And you too can ride on an ambulance if you're so inclined to. And the way you can do that is by Julie. The Veterans Services Volunteer Ambulance Corps, also known as AKA Save a Life Rescue Squad, because they are currently taking members. And why are we taking members? Because our endeavor is to expand. Our endeavor is to reach those in far away places by going to them, having them come to us, reaching out to them, teaching them, empowering and enabling them to do the things that they need to do for themselves through saving lives and changing lives. That's what this mission is all about. We do have some good news. And the good news is that the Bedford Status and Volunteer Ambulance Corps once again will be teaching and training individuals in the community CPR, first aid, emergency medical response. emergency medical technician disaster preparedness security training fire guard training And in general, teaching people what they need to do in order to not just save themselves, but save their save their community by 
Savior community by uh, learning what they need to learn in order to uh, provide for themselves and their families. So that's something that we will talk about a little later in the program. And we'll do that by uh, by letting the commander himself speak to you and explain to you what is coming up, what's on the horizon, what is uh, about to transpire here on the corner of Marcus Garvey Boulevard and Creed Avenue in the borough of Brooklyn in the Bedford-Stuyvesant community because truly we are revolutionizing um, things as we know it and as people know response. So that's what's going on here on this side. Now the uh I put out there for people to tune in because I wanted to talk about this summer. What are we in store for and what should and could people be doing to kind of protect themselves and their families from what is about to transpire? Well, you say, Brother Rudolph, you say it, so you know what's getting ready to go down uh, somewhat. In one sense of the word, I'm not saying that I have clear understanding or that I end all, be all, uh, first-hand knowledge of deep time of occurrences that are going to happen, that are going to rock people's world. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that if you the signs of the universe you will be able to understand exactly what is on and you will be able to kind of uh, uh, predict things that are about to transpire. And that's what we're going to deal with. Now, if you've been watching the news, then you should already see 
vraag al. Stop this happening. What kind of stuff? Stuff in the sense that unusual weather patterns, weather related incidents that we have not seen before.
But with the tornado, they appear almost out of nowhere, and just as suddenly as they appear, they disappear. Now, for those of us from the believing community, we like to say that tornadoes are the surgical instrument of God. Because a tornado can strike and it can hit a certain area and just decimate or pinpoint one particular thing to destroy. Whereas if a hurricane just comes through and just wipes everything. Or a tornado can destroy an entire segment. And it doesn't take long to do it. The question for you is, well, what are you going to do about it? How do you protect and prevent uh, uh, total devastation? I want to give you some um, particular pointers. about what to do and what not to do based on uh, certain weather or climatic conditions that may occur. Okay, so I want you to get your pen and paper to Get ready to write this information down. And again, if you are so inclined to call in and let's talk about it, but if not, just simply just simply write the information so that you will know what it's about. Okay, what what I think what I think we'll do right now is because I have a lot of information that I'm gonna end up putting on the site for you to follow, but there's some stuff I want to give you so that you can get started on it right now because of where we are and what time it is, um, geographically speaking. So, you know, I guess what what we'll do is this. Let us take a five-minute break and go to our sponsors, 
so that they may speak to you. And when we come back, we will talk about specific weather conditions and what you should have and what you should be doing before, during, and after. So, Brother J.R., if we could go to about a five-minute break, and then we'll come back, and I'll deal with that. You are listening to The Keys 107, and this is Brother Rudolph with Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We'll be back. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories, and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuffed shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. And the FOI Board of Directors is proud to present The Final Call. The Final Call is the country's unique leading source for news. Founded by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam, The Final Call follows in the tradition of Muhammad Speaks with hard-hitting national and international news and coverage of political issues. It is the official communications organ of the Nation of Islam. Founded in the 1930s as the final call to Islam, the newspaper evolved into Muhammad Speaks in the 1960s and boasted a circulation of 900,000 a week with monthly circulation of 2.5 million. Today, the final call newspaper serves a readership of diverse economic and educational backgrounds, including circulation in North America, Europe, Africa, and the Caribbean. Read the final call newspaper. Can find one of the beautifully bow tied representatives in your community or read finalcall.com. All right, my people. We save lives in the community and we go to any community that needs to learn how to save lives. We're not bound by territory or borders, we go wherever people need the help. Save a Life Rescue Squad, 718-453-4617. That's 718-453-4617. 
Network is proud to present Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness with your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for staying tuned and listening to The Keys 107. I'm your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad, and we are talking about disaster awareness for community preparedness. Well, right now, as I told you, when we came back, we would deal with some specifics involving weather-related emergencies. Right now, let's talk about thunderstorms. While thunder won't hurt you, lightning will. It will kill you. So it's important to pay attention when you hear thunder because they generally travel together. Thunderstorms happen in every state and in every thunderstorm there is lightning. Lightning can strike people and buildings and is very dangerous. Thunderstorms affect small area when compared to hurricanes and winter storms, but can be just as detrimental in that little area that it affects. A typical thunderstorm is about 15 miles in diameter, and it lasts an average of about 30 minutes. But there are nearly 1,800 thunderstorms happening at any moment around the world. That's 16 billion a year. You do the math. Despite the size, all thunderstorms are dangerous. Every thunderstorm produces lightning, which kills more people each year than tornadoes. Strong winds, hail, and tornadoes are also dangers associated with some thunderstorms. So again, people, thunderstorms are very, very dangerous because they're unpredictable and they have such a volatile um, propensity. You can estimate about how many miles away a storm is by counting the number of seconds between the flash of light and the thunderclap. So when you hear the thunder and you see the crackling of the the, the, the flash of the light, count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi for Mississippi until you hear the next one, and that will tell you about how far away the storm is. Now, remember, lightning is seen before the thunder is heard because light travels faster than sound. Remember that. Okay. The speed of light, 186,000 feet per second. Speed of sound, 12,000 feet per second. All right? 
thunderstorms do three things to happen. In order to have a thunderstorm, you have to have three uh, different climatic um, situations or ingredients. One is moisture. You need the moisture to form the clouds and the rain. You need unstable air, which is relatively warm air that can rise rapidly. And you need lift, L-I-F-T. These are fronts. They are sea breezes and mountains are capable of lifting air to help form thunderstorms. Thunderstorms are most likely to occur in the spring and summer months and during the afternoon and evening hours. But they can occur year-round and at all hours of the day or night. Thunder and lightning can sometimes come with a snowstorm. So, again, it's not just thunder and lightning and rain all the time. A severe thunderstorm watch is issued by the National Weather Service. That is that vocabulary word watch, meaning they're looking at something. When the weather conditions are such that a severe thunderstorm is likely to develop, a thunderstorm has winds at at least 58 miles an hour or hail at least three-fourths of an inch in diameter. A severe thunderstorm warning is issued when a severe thunderstorm has been sighted or indicated by weather radar. A warning is more severe than a watch. So again, a watch is just that. They're looking for something or looking at something. And that's with any storm-related, weather-related condition, whether it's a flood watch, hurricane watch, tornado watch, thunderstorm watch, they're looking, they're tracking, they're following something. The warning means it's imminent. It has touched down, it has transpired, it's coming your way. That is not the time to become fearful, nervous, or spastic. That is the time to implement your plan that you have already devised and rehearsed. Thunderstorms may occur singly or in clusters or in a line. Some of the most severe occur when a single thunderstorm affects one location for an extended period of time. Thunderstorms typically produce heavy rain for a brief period, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Warm, humid conditions are highly favorable for thunderstorm development, about 10% of thunderstorms are classified as severe, one that produces hail at least three-quarters of an inch in diameter 
has winds of about 58 miles an hour or higher or produce a tornado. So that's what you need to know about thunderstorms. Now, what do you need to do about thunderstorms? Well, Again, pay attention to the weather. That's the first thing that I can tell you. Two, if it's a thunderstorm that they are predicting, you want to seek shelter as soon as possible. You don't want to get caught out in it, if at all possible. And you want to seek shelter in a place that is grounded. You want to seek shelter in a place that will save you, not imprison you. If you are caught out in the storm and there is no shelter, then what you want to do, like, all right, for instance, a lot of people play golf. The children have soccer games, softball games in the afternoons, early evenings, and a lot of times thunderstorms will happen, thunder and lightning storms will happen while you're out there. The best thing, the very best thing to do is get off of the field and go get into a vehicle and stay in the vehicle. Why? The vehicle is grounded because of those rubber tires that it has. If you're in the, in the middle of the field and there's nowhere to run, you want to crunch down or squat. And you want to take your heels off of the ground so that you really squatting and doing like a duck walk on the balls of your feet because you create an open circuit and not a closed circuit. As long as the circuit is open, electricity cannot pass through it. If you close that circuit, that electricity can pass through it, which means passing through you. So again, that's um, just some information on thunderstorms because we are in the summer now, and this is the time of year nationally that um, thunderstorms happen. And again, as I told you earlier, some of the facts about thunderstorms, they are far more prevalent than the tornadoes and the hurricanes. They happen more actively than them, and their potential for injury or death is more likely during a thunderstorm. You remember to count in between the time that you 
hear the clap, and the time you see the flash of lights, and that tells you how far away from you the storm is. And again, if you're caught in the storm and you're in the middle of a park or a field, soccer field, golf course, put the metal clubs and back down, squat down, make sure that your heels are not on the ground, stay on the balls of your toes, and like that, you want to start making your way out of that heel or off of that uh, parade ground. Two four three, two one three, nine four three three six one eight. Two one three nine four three three six one eight is the number in case you wanted to call in. Uh, we have about twelve minutes left of this broadcast uh, because we need to make way and get ready for Captain Dennis Robin and the peacekeepers. And I know he has some information that he wants to share with you. I'm not going to uh, bring it out now because we are currently working on some things. But what I will tell you is wherever you live, wherever you are, there is no excuse to not be prepared. There is no excuse to not have people around you that are medically trained and can help you at all times. So, what you need to do is look into the possibility of taking a CPR in a first aid class, organizing yourselves where you are to become emergency medical responders and set up your own CERT, community emergency response teams. If the establishment or the established company body where you live at fails to produce and provide those things for you, then you must do for self. You can contact me, and I will come to you to help you do that. You can contact me at 347-870-0721, or you can reach me by email at rntmohammed, M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D, at gmail.com. Each year, about a 1,000 tornadoes touch down in the United States, far more than any other country. Water spouts are also tornadoes that form over a body of water. A strong tornado can pick up a house and move it down the block. Nebraska, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas, 
in Kansas, they call Tornado Alley, where tornadoes strike regularly in the spring and early summer. Many houses in Tornado Alley have strong basement shelters because that's what you need to protect yourself. You need to go underground and lock the door so that the air cannot get in there by coming under the door. Now, if the air manages to get in there, it's going to suck you and everything in there out. Think about the Wizard of Oz. Some people have seen inside a tornado with their own eyes and live to tell about it. Knives and forks have been embedded in tree trunks flung from a tornado. Usually, a tornado starts off as a white or gray cloud, but if it stays around for a while, the dirt and debris it sucks up eventually turns into a black cloud. All right. Now, three out of four tornadoes in the world happen in the United States. Tornadoes are more likely to give birth to tornadoes that are called supercells. Tornado winds are the fastest winds on Earth. A tornado in Oklahoma once destroyed a whole motel. People later found the motel sign in Arkansas. In 1928, a tornado in Kansas plucked the feathers right off of some chickens. In 1931, a tornado in Mississippi lifted an 83-ton train and tossed it 80 feet from the tracks. The United States have an average of 800 tornadoes every year. Each year, dozens of Americans die from tornadoes. Usually, a tornado's color catches the color of the ground. What do you do about a tornado? You have to seek shelter as soon as possible. If you are on the highway in your vehicle and run into a tornado or here that a tornado is in your area. Do not stay in your vehicle thinking you can outrun the tornado. The tornado can outrun you and has enough energy and power to pick your car up and fling it like it's a nothing with you. You need to get out of the location, and you need to go and lay down flat in the ravine or ditch on the side of the highway and put your arms up, you know, to, of course, cover your ears and cover your head so that you can uh, prevent uh, debris from falling and hitting in your head. That's all you can do for a tornado. But what we're going to do right now is what we're going to do what 
we're going to do right now is I'm going to let the commander, I'm going to let the commander speak to you right now uh, in these few minutes that we have left. Commander James Robinson is going to speak to you and let you know what is in store at the Save a Life Rescue Squad in Brooklyn, New York. What it is that we are doing, what we are planning on doing, and for the July 13th festive celebration that you don't want to miss. You know there are certain things that happen once in a lifetime. The Million Man March, the 25th anniversary of the Save a Life Rescue Squad, a.k.a. Bedstock Volunteer Ambulance Corps, those type of things. So here's the commander, James Rocky Robinson, to talk to you about the new EMT classes that we will now be training our people in again, the emergency medical response class. First, I'd like to say hello and give God, give God, first I'd like to say hello and give God the glory, because not only are we celebrating the 25th year of uh, our existence, I'll be celebrating my 73rd year on this earth, thanks to God. I was able to survive by having somebody, when I was dying of kidney failure, one of my cadets gave me a kidney. That was 10 years ago, and I'm still surviving. I also survived an amputation of my right toe, uh, diabetes, a large heart. Uh, I have so many. I'm a walking medical miracle. And this ambulance corps is really a clone of my life. We have survived all kinds of uh, investigations, attempts to tear us down because we were so prolific. Uh, transforming people from, you know, people without jobs, without hope. And some of the guys that came in here years ago, uh, gangbanging and taking lives instead of saving lives, has really turned their whole lives around. I got 10 other doctors. I got hundreds that are first responders. Hundreds that are EMTs, paramedics, nurses. We uh, went to uh, Haiti two years ago, delivered 30 babies. We uh, was able to set over 300 fractures. And I'll tell you like this here. Our billionaire mayor of New York City was able, with his trillions of dollars, to send 88 first responders and police officers. The Bed-Stuy Save-A-Life EMS with a reverse mortgage for myself and the blessing of God was able to send 167 doctors, nurses, EMTs, and members of this organization in the Haiti seven times. And we still have a contingent over there. This ambulance call, Save a Life, was also 
responded to Katrina, Irene, Sandy, you name it. And we are still trying to proliferate our organization all over these United States of America. And every, you know, everybody talks about the middle class and the rich. Will somebody, for God's sake, talk about us, the poor, the disenfranchised, the people who's hurt the most here, the jobs? You know, this organization has created more jobs in this tiny little community than the whole Republican Congress of the United States of America. I mean, that is a scandal. They're looking for scandals. I'll give them a scandal. That they have people here in this community and across the nation who is hurting for jobs, and they don't have to space and can spend little or nothing and create jobs for these people the same way we are doing. I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to set up bikers, first responders. I mean, you know, we got millions of bikers all over America. Me and the peacekeeper, Captain Dennis, have got together, and we decided that we want to train every biker in the United States of America whenever there's a major disaster. You know, bikes would go places that trucks can't even get to. Plus that, when they're rolling across America, showing off their tricks and uh, whatever you call it, when they're up in the air and all that, they could be riding across America to disasters, to accidents, to and they can go places where where cars and trucks can't go. And I'm telling you, we're ready to train them. And then, uh, you know, bikers get into a lot of accidents on the highway and see a lot of accidents. So if they were trained as first responders, which is what this organization is willing to do, a lot, a lot of lives could be saved. I mean, listen. We spend a hundred to two hundred dollars for our kids to have anything they want that looks good, like these sneakers that they got, these designer little pampers and all that stuff. That's great. Who doesn't want their kids to look good? But guess what? Will you spend $100 to save that child's life? Of course you would. And this is what we want to do. We want to teach everybody that has a child, that has a relative, how to save a life instead of crying and hollering at somebody calling an ambulance. You are the ambulance. You are the personnel. So by the time the ambulance gets there, you have a viable patient instead of a DOA. That's the gift you could give to your child. 
That's the gift that you can give to your family. Now, we're going to celebrate on July the 13th the saving of so many lives across America. And I'm inviting everybody to come. I will train you absolutely free if you come. Your certification will cost $100, but your training will cost you absolutely nothing. Now, this is to learn how to save a life. Come and help us. Join with us and perpetrate right across America saving a life instead of taking a life. Making our teenagers come to the street, pull up their pants, and raise the of their thinking. God bless you. Here's my son. Well, family, you heard it right from the commander's mouth. July 13th, all roads lead to the Baptist Stuyvesant Volunteer Ambulance Corps, a.k.a. Save a Life Rescue Academy, 727 Green Avenue, corner of Marcus Garvey Boulevard, the Baptist Stuyvesant Section of Brooklyn, to celebrate our 25th anniversary where we will be training everyone in the community because everybody needs to know how to save a life. Again, this is Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I am your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad, and you are listening to The Keys 107. Stay tuned for the Peacekeeper Roll Call with Captain Dennis Muhammad coming up shortly. And God willing, I will talk to you again next week at the same time, at the same place, on the same station. May God bless you. To have a blessed week. The Keys Network is proud to present Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness with your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad.